Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Welcome back to Man to Man, the best NBA podcast out there right now. We're bringing you the latest topics around the NBA. What's good, everybody? This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoopstar Nash. You should be like Mr. Namaste Hoopstar Nash. <laughs> Can we add that in there? Are you cool with that? We just Some came nice. out with that on the, yeah, so nice. the Hoopstar Namaste. You want to do that next? All right, we'll do that next. Hey, guys, hey, future's looking bright, right? I mean, we're inching... Closer and closer. So I got the shades on. It's going to be a good episode. Stay tuned. If you're new to the show or aren't subscribed yet, please make sure to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Good reviews. We're going to call that blase blase. Stay tuned for our 2K giveaway coming up here soon. You don't want to miss out on the chance of winning a Miami Vice D-Wade special edition jersey. With that being said, we appreciate all the support so far from everyone who listens to our episode. You keep us motivated to keep going. So this episode is, uh, you know, it's brought to you by Yaz Apparel, the hottest streetwear available on the market. They got the most exclusive, fresh, trendy items, including different color set hoodies, T-shirts, and more that will fit perfectly in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes has a Yaz hoodie in, in his arsenal. And hey, every item sold, dude, they donate clothing to the homeless. So it's a win-win. You look good. You do it for good cause. Plus everything in the store is 50% off the ch- at the checkout. That's yazapparel.club. Go check them out. We'll throw that link in the description. All right, now, geez, now that's out of the way. Um, the NBA restart date is slowly inching closer and closer with players, teams, and media traveling to Orlando as early as next week. Uh, you know, they're going to start their quarantine, go through the medical review process, players getting settled in to begin training camp and what life will actually look like on Disney. Uh, but before that, Hoop and I will be getting into which players have decided to opt out of the NBA restart, which teams have signed new additions to play with them in Orlando. We'll go through our worthy or keep it moving segment, super cool segment we added, uh, and what the league will look like, what the, excuse me, what the league will be doing in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement and cap off the episode with some other you know, little knickknacks here and there regarding around the league. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for let's sure. Let's do it. Um, this one, right? Yeah, this one's going to be a great one. Um, so recap of last week, we talked about the players of coalition, um, which included Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, and others, you know, kind of challenging the league and team offices to help improve hiring practices for those black front office and head coaching candidates, making, you know, it's so the league's management really better reflects its composition of players and partnerships with black-owned businesses and arena vendors. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, talked about um, what this week actually would look like for players, you know, that were allowed back into the facilities to what they say ramp up activity once again. And as we tell um, their respective teams, if they would actually, you know, participate in Orlando or are they going to sit out the rest of the season? Los Angeles guard. Avery Bradley has been the first one to say that he will not be returning to the Lakers in this restart of the NBA yep. season. Was this expected by, you know, some other players to sit out or, or what, what's the big, big thing here? Yeah. We saw it from Bradley for sure, man. Yeah. First one. So, you know, obviously Bradley, Bradley was a key part in the partnership with the creation of the NBA coalition. We know that Bradley, you know, has really strong feelings, um, with the change that needs to be happening in the NBA before the restart of this season. But that really wasn't the sole purpose of him not deciding to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the forefront, you know, of this decision for Bradley was really with his family and, you know, watching over the well-being of the oldest of his three children, Liam, shout out Liam. Liam. First time I didn't even know that his child was named Liam, but, it is what I it know. is. I was like, hey, shout him out <laughs> real quick. Shout out, you know, we're watching over you, Liam. Yeah. Prayers. Yeah. So his six-year-old son has been, you know, kind of had some history struggling with, you know, recovering from respiratory illnesses and would have been unlikely to even be medically cleared to enter this bubble when the families do come into this bubble in mm-hmm. Orlando. Um, and then in a statement that he said to um, ESPN, as a commitment to my Lakers teammates, 
my Laker teammates, and the organization as I am. I ultimately play for my family. And so at this time, I can't imagine making any decisions that might put my family's health and well-being at even the slightest of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, as he also promised, I will use this time away to focus on the formation of projects to help strengthen his community, which is really good to to hear from him. But pretty much saw this coming from the get-go. Um, right. It's a smart family and business decision on his on his front. So we see other players kind of fall in line as well, opting out. So right, right, and Bradley. You nailed it on the head with the, the the it's both a smart family and both a smart business decision. Um, as for the the family decision, for me personally, I didn't I didn't know about his oldest son having a history of you know the respiratory illness and you know could be considered um, among you know the many other high risk individuals for contracting a severe illness like COVID nineteen. If Bradley did go, like you were saying, his family probably wouldn't be medically cleared for that. Um, additionally, like, you know, under the current NBA guidelines for the resumption of the season, Bradley would be away from his family for at least, you know, the first two rounds of the NBA playoffs before his family could even join him, uh, in that NBA bubble in Orlando. However, you know, we're talking about, they Bradley, he's saying that Bradley probably wouldn't even be medically cleared to go play in Orlando because, you know, his son has this whole illness and he doesn't want to bring it back to him, you know, yada, yada, but as far as a, a business decision, let's talk about that real quick, Coop. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about the the hefty amount of money that these players will lose by, you know, choosing not to play. This decision could cost them over six hundred fifty thousand dollars in remaining salary for choosing to sit out the remainder of the season. Um, you know, beyond the financial impact it will have on the Lakers or Bradley, like individually. His loss will impact, you know, the team's title hopes more as, you know, Avery Bradley's a big defensive player for the team. Right, right. Um, you know, he, he he grinds it out. You know, he started for, for games, and that's what they kind of need him on the floor to do. And, you know, also we know this past Wednesday teams were supposed to give the league like an active list of players. But, you know, now that's, you know, turning out to be sort of a soft target date for players to opt out of Orlando, you know, unless they want to enter the process to be placed on excuse or a protected list to keep salary. Um, so I guess July 1st was what they were saying was that, that target deadline, um, which is when the rosters of eligible players are due to the NBA. And I mean, we're talking about the Lakers with Bradley being out, but what about Dwight Howard? Another big part of that NBA coalition, you know, he's, we're still hearing rumors that he might not be returning also. Yeah. I mean, for Dwight, it's up in the air, you know, with a lot of other many, you know, many other players as well, but the Lakers, they came out and said that they will not replace Dwight Howard for this restart. And mm-hmm. like you said, he'll be on that excused or protected list, as they say, to kind of keep his salary. But mm-hmm. Howard Howard in May called basketball entertainment, quote-unquote, distractions, you know, right. amid the Black Lives um, Matter social justice movement. And bar none, he's one of those big factors, like you were saying, for that coalition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he also cares for um, his six-year-old son, David, whose mother died in March. But like I said before, they're hopeful that he will actually join that team in Orlando. And mm-hmm. Frank Vogel also you know, told reporters, we've been I mean, in communication with Dwight the whole way with supportive phone calls and text messages. We just don't know what the level of participation is going to be from him yet. He says he wants to play. And we're hopeful, we're hopeful that he actually is able to join us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in those circumstances um, that he's working with um, with the league on in you know, terms of what this bubble actually is going to look like, and I think that's the biggest question we are, are kind of asking ourselves is what is it actually going to look like? Right. Vogel, you know, later says in that same interview, hopefully – um, it's it be hopeful and optimistic that he will be able to join us down in Orlando. And then we see uh, Rob Palinka as well, the general manager, come out and speak on Howard's um, kind of situation. And they've been working with Howard's agent um, and the players' associations to find what and how Howard is going to be able to join right. the team and stuff. So, I mean yeah. – the Lakers, it looks like they're they're losing players left and right, right? Bradley's mm-hmm. um, potentially 
a big loss, you know. Dwight could possibly be a big loss in the paint. Right. But we do see something else happen. Are we going to bring out the big bottles of Hennessy now and officially, you know, the Lakers officially signed J.R. Smith earlier this week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So question here is what does this, you know, do for the Lakers? Does the addition of J.R. kind of boost their chances of winning a title this year? What's your what's your thought process on this? Is this a good sign for the Lakers? What's going on here? Right. I, I, I love the move. So to answer your question, I'm going to kind of go both ways on this and I'll explain why. Yes and no. Regardless, it, it's a good move because JR, he has that great defensive play. I don't think his play is really up to par with Bradley, uh, but obviously Smith and LeBron have a pass. And despite, you know, all the memes, uh, they still <laughs> won a championship together back in 2016. And, you know, the Cavs, like that exceedingly tough victory over that, you know, insane Warriors team franchise. Um, so, yes, like he's been out of the league for two years now, uh, but we know JR is a guy that has stayed game ready by being in the gym consistently hoping, you know, someone will call his name again, man. Uh, super athletic dude. Um, we know JR worked out for the Lakers in February, you know, when Dion Waiters and JR were kind of going at it. The team signed Dion Waiters to a deal, which was, side note, a, a great sign by the Lakers. But to answer your question, this is my thing with Jr. Man, I think he'll be a great filler player for when guys like Danny, Danny Green, Baron, Kuz, they need a quick rest. I think he'll be a great filler for that uh, coming to play. You know, give him some minutes. And you know, Jr. is a streaky player, man. Maybe one of the best streaky players among other players. Like I'm thinking, I'm I'm putting him up there with Jamal Crawford, maybe a Jason Terry, obviously Steph Curry and others, but. Man, when Jr. is hot, man, he's hot. You know, you put him in the game and he produces in those minutes. I think Frank's gonna keep him on the floor. What do you say? I mean, yes, I think for sure it's a in the big picture, it's a good pickup for the Lakers. Um, so I, I would say I like the move, but you did mention him being that streaky player, um, a guy who's you know he can give you that big shot if they if they need it. But I also don't know what his role is going to be. And, you know, because it's a shortened season, adding somebody like J.R. Smith pretty much in my eyes is going to be that, just that filler guy, like you were saying. He's going to give, right. you know, those those big bigger players the rest that they need. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. I don't know the production he's going to have. But we just I just don't want him to, you know, ultimately cost the the title like he did yeah. with that and one. And I, I don't think he will. I don't no. think I think he's I think he's pretty much hurt it <laughs> a lot now. Real real quick side note, Liam. Um yeah. is aren't the Lakers like kind of like a meme team? Like you got Dwight, <laughs> you got Javel McGee, you got Caruso, you got Baron, J.R. Smith now. It's funny, man. They're, it's kind of like it, the, the team looks so good on paper, but we'll see. Bring in J.R. Smith. I mean, we, we know Rob Plinka is is always on the move. So I, I agree with you, man. I think it's a great pickup. Yeah, I, we'll see how it actually you know fits out to be and if they can make it work. Hopefully the meme will be like a championship meme this time. So yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, all the memes together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, dude. <laughs> the memes can stop. <laughs> um, oh, man, I love JR. So, you know, exciting stuff for the Lakers, bringing Smith into the mix. But we don't want to make this, you know, a Lakers episode because we do have a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into our man-to-man worthy or keep it moving segment. Love it. Love it, baby. Let's get it. Yes. We have a couple of topics here that we are going to discuss. Tell me if it's worth talking about or are we keeping it moving? The first one I would say is this big test, you know, the initial test. And we see these positive cases moving throughout the league of COVID-19. Are we talking about this? Is it worthy? Man, hit hit the brakes, brother. We got to talk about it. This has to be mentioned. Man-to-man worthy. Let's get into it. All right. So, after the initial testing from the NBA of all players uh, that are making this potential trip down to this Orlando bubble, 16 out of 351 players tested positive for COVID-19. I mean, that's roughly 5% of the players initially tested positive, um, you know, so. But actually, you know, dude, it sounds kind of like a high number, but it can it can really be looked at as like a pretty good number, like a lower number, actually, considering that. We still have a month left until the restart. Most of these players will recover after the two-week isolation period. 
Um, but, you know, on the other hand, on the contract, contrary, um, Adam Silver has come out and said to the media that, you know, he's still unsure about the rise in cases and the effect that it might have on this future bubble to, you know, ultimately continue the resumption of the NBA season. But this also brings me to that second point. Uh, you know, as I've, we've seen a rise in cases since this initial testing done by the NBA, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday earlier last week, uh, this past Thursday, drum roll, 10 more players tested positive. Um, so bringing that number up to 26 now out of 351, which brings that percentage number about to 7% of players who have tested positive for the Rona. Um, some players who have tested positive, key players, man, Brogdon from our Pacers, Buddy Heald, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, from the Heat, DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie, two guys from the Nets, Jabari Parker, Nikola Jokic. We'll get, in about Jok- we'll get into Jokic a little bit later on. But uh, I, I really think like the big picture, um, that in the big picture, this number is still on the lower end of positive tests. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to keep our eye out on the increasing numbers because if we see these numbers rise to like that 10% or that 15% of total players testing positive, we got, I mean, Adam Silver, is, he, he might have to, you know, rethink the restart of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where we see that Adam actually started to think about this whole plan to begin with, right? After the initial testing when 16, you know, players, which you said I think was 5%, they tested mm-hmm. positive. That's when we saw him kind of becoming, my word for it is like hesitant. He's kind of like thinking to himself like, could we actually do this restart? Is it going to be right. all these extra uh, positive cases or whatnot? So right. he's kind of been going back and forth in, in my eyes and putting kind of doubt um, into the air about you know what they call this continuous monitoring or testing to you know actually ultimately decide if we should you know start this season back up again right but uh i I will mention on this uh we do you know see some good news um that out of all of the staff that was tested positive that's 844 Mm -hmm. only 10 of them um tested positive so that's your coaches That's, that's money yeah i mean that's your coaches your uh training staff, you know, all those guys, only 10 of them. So that's good. And Mm -hmm. like we mentioned a little bit about the coaches, we were kind of iffy about that. I think this is a good number for them. Um, So that has to be a positive for Silver in my eyes. And pretty much the whole league for the restart since, like I kind of mentioned just a second ago, the coaches are on those, you know, those iffy sides. On the end of the spectrum, yeah. Right, of if they – Older guys. Exactly. But – um, another thing I want to kind of mention as well is the you know the increase of number of cases for positive COVID nineteen in the state of Florida because ultimately mm-hmm. that's another thing you have to look at. And right. yesterday they had eleven thousand COVID cases in you know a single day. So it's safe to say it isn't quite safe to play, right? <laughs> is that the is that, like say, that is that good to say or what? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a whole different you know number of variables going on right now on top of just this NBA trying to resume, um, trying to do these tests and then resume to the NBA season. We still have life in America. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and kind of, you know, piggyback on that point, Hoop. Um, it, it isn't safe to play. And um, we see players obviously still not comfortable with the idea of the bubble. We see Damian Lillard express serious doubts that all the protocols and rules will be won't be um, – strictly followed by players you know Lillard says that his confidence is low because even when the players have a hundred percent freedom everyone doesn't follow the rules but he does hope you know he's hopeful he's optimistic it'll be handled to a point where we're not putting everybody at risk or in a dangerous position quote unquote uh, we also see JJ Reddick for the Pelicans come out and say there is no comfort level with resuming the NBA season Reddick says we're not with our families we're not at our homes. We're isolated in a bubble in the middle of a hot spot in the middle of Florida while there's social unrest going on in the country. And we're three months away from a potentially the most important election in our lifetime. So, like I said, there's there's life outside of this this NBA bubble and sports right now. This there's life in America that is that's all crazy right now, right? Right. I think JJ and Dame really speak, you know, for a lot of the players right now in that un pretty much unusual situation, you know, and with yeah. so many more positive tests around the country, 
we kind of had that slower, you know, kind of the the dip started to go down and then it's been on the rise. So the question may be, is this actually the right decision to play again? Right. The NBA returns. Wait, you positive? Yeah. That's that. I'm sorry. That's the episode of our title. I don't know if we should mention that in the beginning or not, but. Yeah, thing, all right. but anyway. that's that's true. I think that's a good thing to say there. It's, yeah, that's that's the question. Um, next thing we got up on the on the docket here, DeAndre Jordan, he decides to opt out of going um, to Orlando after mm-hmm. testing positive to the corona. What are we doing here? Are we moving? I got to get in the car and accelerate, brother. <laughs> Keep that moving. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, they've already decided that this is a rebuilding year or wait till KD and Kyrie come back here. Um, so coming from DeAndre Jordan, who's probably on the you know the downside of his career, the Nets don't need him really this year or next year or <laughs> any of the years after that. Who knows? I mean, Jordan was, you know, he was a, a big guy about 10 years ago, but I, I don't think I don't think anybody cares right now. All right. Well, next topic then. We got the NBA. It comes out with a proposal that the players will have the option to change their last name on their jerseys to support the Black Lives Matter movement. We also see that the NBA will um, be putting Black Lives Matter on the courts. Worthy or keep it moving? Yeah, man. Let's, let's you know. Hit the brakes here. It's worthy. Um, this is a good gesture from the NBA, right? To let players use this platform, like we were saying, to keep that conversation moving forward. This will give players a voice, even when they're playing the game, about the bigger issues that are going on in the terms of social justice, right? So, yes, giving the players the option to change their last names is a great idea. It's an incredible idea. Um, Adam Silver, good work, dude. Um, we got a, a list right here of just the uh, a provided list, I guess, the NBA account with came out with with suggested social messages um black lives matter i can't breathe equality freedom see us hear us and many more on that list uh quick side note twitter <laughs> you know everyone loves the the twitter grind and and the nba players uh linking on twitter but we saw that someone posted a, a photoshop picture of the back of john morant's jersey with the word fuck on it uh and obviously john morant's jersey is number 12 and we saw Ja <laughs> commenting on the post saying like nah for real, for real. Um, so he kind of was just making shits and giggles about it. You know, he eventually had to apologize. But, yeah, I think players are stoked about this idea, man. It's it's an incredible idea. And glad to see Silver's, you know, doing something about that, responding to that NBA coalition, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a definitely a great idea. And it shows that Adam Silver is listening to his players and wanting to be part um, of this Black Lives movement, you know. We've mentioned this a couple of times now on the episode, and I think that the NBA is doing a great job of creating this platform and trying to use it. Um, The only thing I see next for this is, though, is that the players, um, once they do get to this bubble, they need to use their voice. And we mentioned this a couple of times, but Mm -hmm. they need to use their voice, meaning in press conferences, post-game interviews, you know, media days, Anytime they have to keep like continue this conversation, you know, so I think that's the next step. I like this. Um, But then to mention the black lives, you know, being displayed on the court. I know this is a touchy subject um, and it's already has rubbed a lot of people kind of in the wrong way Um, because we've seen a lot of people speak up on social media about the issue and how the NBA shouldn't display this on the court. People also voice that they might not even watch the NBA now that this is on the court, um, blah, blah, blah. Because in my right. eyes, I see – Don't that, watch it then, dude. Yeah. See ya. I was going to say, in my eyes, this is the least that the NBA could do, you know, yeah. is to put Black Lives Matter on the court because it is meaningful. And, again, it's a way for that message to continue. It's hard mm-hmm. – I mean, especially when you don't have – you know, a, a voice or something, this is something the NBA can do. Um, right. We also, you know, have know that there's been a, you know, a handful of players publicly say that they don't want to sit out or they want to sit out to this restart and focus on in the social injustice that's going on mm-hmm. right now. The jerseys, the black lives on the court, this all could just give them that reason to continue the fight and participate in the start. 
you know? Right, right. And going back to the whole J.J. Reddick thing, uh, he was saying he he felt like he had a responsibility to get back on that court being, you know, one of the, the white guys in the NBA and, and speaking out about this. And I'm sure J.J. will throw something on the back of his jersey, but this is awesome, man. This is great to see him. Yeah, it's it's probably the least of – you know what they're what the NBA is going to do, but it's a start, and it will only get better from here. I think Adam Silver in the NBA, man, top top organization when we're talking about all these sports right now, man. Yeah, I'm gonna stop right here. We got a live question here: Is the league going to continue if players keep getting the corona in the bubble? It's a good question. We kind of mentioned it at the beginning of this episode, but that it ultimately comes down to, in my eyes, is who gets it. And how many players it is. Um, I don't know if there's going to be that number set, but they will go to isolation and recover. Now, if there's like we were saying, if there's 10, 15%, that's when that question is getting brought up, right? Right. And, and, and it's, I feel like it's it's two totally different things right now. This is why they're doing all these tests this past week. They're saying, all right, let's kind of, we, they've been expecting people to test positive players, test positive and all that. So they're doing it right now. Let's say, Hey, we're getting over with get, let's get it over with. And then let's go into the bubble where you test negative. You're still going to get tested once you come in, but yeah, they had this whole isolation housing thing. So once you come in, you test positive, they're sending you away from everybody else. And I think it's like a 14 day thing quarantine. And you're going to have to test negative twice and go through a bunch of other tests um, in order to play again. But I think that's why they're doing the test right now to just kind of get those positive tests out of the way. Um, and, and, you know, they tested everybody. So um, it's just those 25 players right now, as we, or that we know of with, along with that team, that 10 team personnel um, people. So, I mean, 30, um, what is that? Yeah. 30, 35 yeah. players. I can't do it on top of my head, but yeah. that's, I mean, that's a small percentage, man. We get those people out of the way. We get them back to positive and quarantine. I think we'll be good after that. But right. yeah, I think the, cross, man. I think the the whole picture there is let's get them tested. If they test positive, quarantine them, get them healthy. Then let's get them down to the bubble as quick as possible because that could be the safest place for them because they right. won't be interacting in that day to day America. Right. Who who kind of knows what they're doing right now? Right. When when they are tested positive, you know they're still at their homes. They're still around their families. They're still around people. So yeah, I, I think it'll be a smaller percentage. Actually, I'm I'm pretty optimistic and hopeful, as everyone's saying, that the NBA season will restart. And I think I think it'll do great cause once once everybody's in there. For sure, for sure. But if it doesn't, I I mean, yeah, I can also like people look in hindsight, bro. Like kind of what uh, E was talking about in that last episode. But people want to look at it and be like, okay, they messed up. Don't do this. Or if it works, hell yeah, it worked. It, like we're so glad we tried it. So hopefully, I'm on that that positive spectrum of the end. Right. Um, all right, let's jump right great back. Great question, though. Yeah, Appreciate that. Question. Um, let's jump back into it. The schedule. It's been released. <laughs> the schedule. <laughs> we get to see who plays who. <laughs> what do you yeah. think about this? Nah, man, keep it moving. I mean, even though this is pretty cool to see, like, in the big picture, I mean, it doesn't mean that much. We got eight regular season games left to play. Uh, I mean, it's interesting to see who has the hardest, who has the easiest schedule for those eight games. Nah, not man-to-man worthy. Yeah. I, In my eyes, these teams, you know, playoff teams, one through eight, pretty much made up in my eyes as well. So all those player teams that are in the position right now pretty much have a solid position to make the playoffs because they're three and three and a half games up. They have to have a big turnaround of their season, losing five of the eight seven of the eight not to make the playoffs so i agree yeah yeah i agree we'll see what happens i mean those eight they really just worry about that eighth seed and then in the west nine through 14 so i mean i those teams need to win every single game i'll tell you that for I mean, sure it doesn't for matter sure. if it's hardest or easiest they, they have to win every game yeah um so last that we got here on the list is my man jokic is still not jokic jokic Whatever you Jokic, want to be. Jokic, the Joker. <laughs> Still not back in the United States. We talked nah. about this earlier or in past episodes. But what's going on? Is this worthy with Jokic? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it for a sec. Uh, yeah, Jokic, I think he's in his home country. I'm, not, yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, Jokic, you know, he's a big, big part of this Denver Nuggets roster. He's one of the first players 
um, you know, besides the first five that initially tested positive a couple months ago, but he's one of the first players recently that tested positive for COVID um, and kind of came out with it. Uh, side note, th- these we hear players come out with it. It's it's totally their call. It's it's a privacy thing. Um, we see that teams have players that have tested positive, and it, and they don't have to say who any of the names are. But Jokic, big guy who we know is tested positive, still not back in the United States. Mark Malone, head coach of the Denver Nuggets, he expects Jokic to be on that plane with the rest of them going to Orlando next week. Uh, who knows if that's going to happen? Because in order for Jokic to travel anywhere right now. He needs two negative tests within 24 hours before he can go anywhere. So uh, they're, that's they're going to be monitoring him next week. We'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, so another side note: Nuggets have closed their team practice facility this past Saturday, as two other members of the team's 35-person Orlando traveling party tested positive. Like I said, we don't know who. It's a privacy thing, um, but this isn't the first practice facility that we've seen close until the arrival of Orlando. We've seen the Bucks came out today. They're closing. I think the Clippers have uh, reported two positive tests there. We don't know who they're closing the practice facility. So I think they're just saying, hey, don't bring it in here and give it to anybody else. Let's just wait until Orlando. If you're still positive once you hit Orlando in that medical review process, we're, you know, we'll need to the isolation house and hopefully you'll be halfway through your quarantine by then. Right. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, let's get everybody as close to zero as possible to making it down to Orlando. Once you get your team down there, just be smart, isolate yourself, don't go and do anything crazy, um, right. and stay safe, you know, because now you're away from that America population, as they're calling it, and you can be by yourself and hopefully test negative. But I do want to see Jokic. I hope that he gets you know his stuff together and gets to travel down to Orlando because Denver Nuggets need him for sure. Yeah, so. I mean they're they're right there, top four, top five seeds. So I mean Jokic is really skinny right now. We've talked about that. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's a part of you know the whole COVID thing, but he says he feels good and he's excited to play. So hopefully we'll see all these guys you know go back to like you're saying that level zero and kind of you know come back to play, but. Cool. That's the first part of our episode. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening to us. This uh, second part of this episode is brought to you by none other than Wax Pot Skin Studio. Let me break it down for you real quick. Wax Pot Skin Studio is a local Nashville full beauty service specializing in waxing, laser hair removal, electrolysis, facials, micro needling, lashes, dermaplane, and many other services. Guys, come on, get on the train. <laughs> This isn't only for ladies. This is for you too, my guy. Uh, get that nasty hair off your chest, you know, in between the what? And, uh, you know, or just, you know, hey, treat your lady to a nice facial. Go check out their website, waxpotstudio.com. They got a ton of amazing products, some serums, some, you know, good stuff to throw on your face. Don't be afraid to dive into that skincare world, man. We all need it. We don't want to be wrinkly when we're like freaking 35, dude. Waxpot Skin Studio. Feel comfortable in thy skin that thy are in. Um, cool. Got that one over with. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for staying with us. Uh, you are listening to Man to Man. We're breaking it all down right now. Things are getting a little bit spicy, uh, but we got some more tea on our plate for show. Uh, you know, we're going to go into some knickknack things right here and there. Um, so first up, first up, we got to shout out our guy, VC, Mr. Vince Carter, legend, future Hall of Famer. You know, one of the first guys, one of the first players that brought a great deal of notice and hype, right, to the Toronto Raptors in that city. We thank you, Vince. And, you know, knowing Vince and what kind of communicator and leader he was on the court, Liam, we, I mean, we won't be surprised to see him in a suit talking to us on ESPN, TNT, or some other sports platform, breaking it down on NBA games or college, you know, March Madness or whatever it may be. Right. I think, you know, just showing respect, he's been in this league forever. Um, he's last in his class to be playing in the NBA, so it's good to see, you know, him stick it out. But uh, I mean, he's gonna be remembered for his dunking ability. I think, yeah, you know, the iconic elbow in the rim, tearing the the rim off type deal. Yeah, man. His early days. Um, so I mean, the only thing I wish that he got, he I wish he could have gotten a, a championship down the road. Yeah. Um, but you know. He's going to be remembered. He's going to be, you know, maybe the next like Charles Barkley type, you know, yeah, really good, real good player. Didn't get a championship, but everybody loves him type, you know, yeah. 
So yeah, great dude, great dude. Uh, we'll see Vince on TNT. I'm sure if they if they gave D Wade my guy D Wade a gig <laughs> at that young of an age, man, Vince will be on there somewhere. We've we've seen Vince, you know, commentating games and, and other things like that when he's not playing. So yeah, super. Uh, you know, sh- show mad respect to Vince, man. Uh, playing those NBA dunk contests and you know, two K or two thousand four, whatever it was, man, it was freaking insane throwing it off the jumbotron. Uh, cool. <laughs> Hey, man, we're talking about getting juicy, right? Uh, but, hey, listen, things may get a little dry in the bubble, if you know what I mean, Hoopstar. Big, big speculation on players' performance without the satisfaction of their significant <laughs> other being present with them. What? Okay, so obviously, you know, if there wasn't a pandemic and the playoffs being constructed in the original way, teams having home court advantage, playing in their own cities, getting to spend time with their families. But hold up. We're in a bubble now, man. What's going on with the players' performance? How's it going to look? Is it going to increase, decrease without their significant other? What are your <laughs> thoughts on this hoop? I mean, we got to talk about this, right? No doubt. I think we got to talk about it. <laughs> we got to mention it. Um, and I'm on the same track as some other, you know, high high volume sports analyst on this. So somebody's got to say it, and I'll be the the next one to say it. Yep. The NBA players spending a month in Orlando without being able to physically be around anybody, you know, other than their teammates. I don't know if they go that way, you know, what way <laughs> they go. But, you know, for four <laughs> weeks, it's going to be a struggle to say the least, right? And even I, a four-week so. four period without, you know, access to these uh, recreational <laughs> activities <laughs> will be diff- <laughs> difficult <laughs> for players. <laughs> You might not think so, but it might be, right? I don't know. But uh, I guess we'll just show the clip of Stephen A. Smith. I I didn't really think about this until he came out about it, but I'm on that board. You know, it's got to be one of those things that got to be taken care of, right? Let's let's, let's play the clip, bro. Yeah, let's see what Stephen A. is talking about. I wanted to hold up my saying this, y'all, but I can't hold it more. Dude... Do we really think that our, uh, the recreational activities, uh, uh, what these guys are accustomed to are going to be compromised for three months? I mean, somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to say it. You really, really think that people are going to be without their wives or their woman? Okay. I mean, the guys that are married without their wives, the guys that ain't married without their women, you really, really think they honor in a bubble for three months and are going to deprive? Somebody got to tell the truth. Stephen A., they've set up ping-pong tournaments. They're allowed allowed to bring their significant other down there after a month. Hey, listen, after a month, I just said forget three months. They're going to struggle with three weeks. Why you think they won in Vegas? Can we stop? Can we stop? (laughs) All right. So now that that's out of the way, Molly just doesn't get it. She's like, "We got, we got ping pong. They got ping pong." He's like, "You have no idea what we have to go through." Um. So, my biggest thing, at least the players will have their uh, their privacy in the hotel rooms, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man. A lot of a lot of build up testosterone within these, you know, uh, first four weeks. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, no cap on that one, my soldier. Oh, that was go ahead and put that one on real quick. Oh uh, yeah, no cap. Uh, listen, it will certainly affect uh, more players than others. Um, uh, one funny thing that just went out viral this week was Kimball Walker, uh, Celtics guard. You know, he says, "You know, I, I'm a single man with no kids, man. I'm gonna be fine. All I do is stay in the house. So there's nothing wrong with me staying in the room. So we'll see how." I was hanging out with a buddy last night, Hoop, and we were kind of talking about this. And he was like, man, someone came out with a research uh, about James Harden playing better in different cities um, with um, being the reason that he uh, being the reason that um, um, the strip clubs were more like on a higher level or like a lower level. I don't know, like how to say that, but. Um, if you were in a city like LA where the strip clubs were, you know, popping, I guess, with the chicken wings and, and the dollar bills and James Harden had a good night, bam, he played good in LA. He played in Indiana, bro. Oh no, strip clubs popping in Indiana. So he didn't play that well. We we dogged him. Vic Olotipo gave him the work. And I was like, I don't know if that's true, man, but that'd be hilarious. Just looking at that. 
Uh, all right, moving on, right? Um, yeah, let's, let's NBA, get into this. yeah, <laughs> NBA 2K cover athlete, right? So, um, speaking a little bit about them earlier, NBA 2K unveiled uh, the full roster of cover athletes starring five time NBA All Star and Portland Trail Blazers standout Damian Lillard. We got Zion Williamson for the future generation cover, and none other um, with a special edition than you know the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, 2K came out with a statement saying, each of our cover athletes represents different eras of the game of basketball. Damian Lillard dominates the court today. Zion Williamson is a standard bearer for the next generation of NBA superstars. And what more could be said about Kobe Bryant, man? Yeah, I mean, for Dame, at least, it's been long overdue. Um, Zion made history by being the youngest player to appear on the cover. He's turning 20 this month, the second youngest. Um, to be on the cover, um, Chris Paul and Anthony Davis, they made their debut on the cover at 22. Um, and then LeBron, I think LeBron wasn't on 2K cover until he was in Miami. Uh, that was right. 2014, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I think everybody was anticipating, you know, Kobe to be on that, you know, cover as that last player. But, you know, this being a, a special, it's, you know, Gonna be called the Mama Forever in celebrating Kobe Bryant's long life pursuit um, of victory and then pretty much just the legacy of him being in the sport of basketball. But mm-hmm. you thought I wasn't gonna do it to you this episode. I haven't brought it up, but my question to you is Ah, here my it comes. My question to you is Alrighty. Will we see that the NBA 2K curse for Damian Lillard, will that be present for him? For mm-hmm. you guys that don't know, the curse is if a player is featured on the cover, they leave that team the next year. I mean, <laughs> over the past five years, four of the players that have been featured, you know, leave that next year and go to another team. So my question, Damian Lillard, he's on the cover. Is he gone next year? What's, what's going on? Man, I sure hope not. I love, I love Dame at Trailblazers, man. Uh, you know, Lillard was going to break it down. His contract, I guess you're going to ask me this, his, his contract um, is is through the 2020-21 season, next season, uh, after he signed a five-year crazy contract extension in 2015. Um, he, and a team, he and the team have agreed to this deal where um, it includes a player option for this last year of next year, which uh, they'll pay him. I don't even want to say it. A whopping $54.3 million. <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, that's 54 million bucks, dude. I mean, that's a, that's a buck right there, right? Uh, you know, he makes $29.8 million a year alone. So that's pretty absurd in my eyes. I don't know if you got that kind of money, but uh, I think if Portland can continue to pay this guy, he'll stay. Um, it's just tough for the Trailblazers, man, like making any sort of run. Um, we'll talk about this season, um, you know, just making the postseason, let alone making the playoffs this season when you have when you have two juggernaut teams in LA right in front of you. So I hope not. I love Lillard. Um that's a lot of money, man. I'd I'd stay if they can pay. All right. Well if you can pay, baby. <laughs> I've been I've been taking shots all night about not making some hot takes here on man to man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this hot take out right quick. Damian Lillard leaves the Blazers and he joins up with none other than my main man, LeBron James and AD in L.A. That's cheating. And then he just kind of takes over the reins as LeBron James kind of eases his way out of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Dame Lillard joins the Lakers. He gets the final, you know, final end of LeBron's career, kind of gets into his late career as AD's just there to, you know, stick them all together and, be that right. glue guy. Hey, he's from L.A. Or I, I, I think he's from California, at least somewhere around L.A. He's from L.A. City, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ah, man, it's tough. It's tough because I mean, this is my thing. LeBron was in the East. That's when Dame's best chances was to you know make it to that Western Conference, man. But LeBron being in the West now, I mean, this is this is no hope. I feel like I love I love the the dynamic duo, man, on that on that backcourt with Dame and CJ, but. I don't know, man. I can see him part, but I hope that's a lot of money, man. I'd stay. Yeah. But, you know, last up on we got here, we got to talk about it. Being Pacer guys, you know, 
Our man. Yeah, we we got to talk about it. Yeah, we got to. We got to mention it. Victor Oladipo has chosen not to join the Indiana Pacers for this restart in Orlando, saying that he would not be comfortable playing. This will be the second straight year, Twasington. Second yeah. year in a row that we don't it sucks, man. It we sucks. don't see Olo in the playoffs. Um, as Damn. you guys know, last year he suffered uh, the ruptured quad tendon in his right knee, knee in late January. Um, just before the All-Star break. Um, but we did see him return this year, which was huge. He had that, you know, big buzzer beater. And then yeah. he had a couple of, you know, 20. And then he turned around and scored 30 points, um, too. So it was really hopeful for us to see him. But, you know, after that, the NBA season was suspended. And then his thoughts kind of on this was, you know, I feel that I'm in a great place in my rehab. He says... Um, I'm getting closer and closer to that 100%. Um, but with all the variables from how I have to build up my, you know, five on five workload to increase the risk of soft tissue injury and stuff that could possibly delay my rehab, um, Mm -hmm. just all the unknown, um, about the bubble and what it would look like and stuff. He just says, I can't get my mind, you know, fully comfortable in playing this, but I must say this could be good news for the Pacers because there has been talk about him re-signing, um, possibly leaving the Pacers. Other organizations have him high on the radar. Um, right. So this this is good news, right, that he's not playing this year? Yeah, I mean, shout out Vic, dude. It really did sound like, you know, he was coming back last week. He was telling Woj, he was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. You know, let's go ramp it up. Like, that's where that ramp up word came from. And it sounded like the whole league and all these journalists were talking about that word, ramp up. Because he's like, I'm going, let's do it. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough It's tough being in this unique situation right now and, and then ramping up to that five-on-five level and that gameplay level. But to answer your question, man, I hope so. I hope Vic is, is with us. You know, it's going to be tough without Vic out there, you know, on the court with us. But, I mean, Pacers owner Kevin Pritchard, man, he's one of the best owners in the league. I'm not even being biased by the dude. He's just a good guy. You know, he does a great job of putting the players first, especially when it comes to health, whether that's mental, whether that's physical. The players are always the first priority. Pritchard came out with a statement saying, oh, Debo's future health is the number one priority. And we look forward to having him back at full strength for the 20. 20- 21 season so yeah hopefully he'll be back with us next season not at 90 percent, not at 95 but at 110 right so i respect the decision and i'm actually you know not too anguished uh, by the situation either you know we played well without vic and we're sitting at the fifth seed right now for a reason without him so our team is great one of the best teams at responding to adversity and you know as long as we can get brogdon back who tested positive i think it was a couple weeks ago man i think he's he should be good to go. So uh, we get him back. We should be good to go. So, yeah, I think Vic's got another year on his contract too. So and, right. and we'll figure that out after next season. Right. I think this is just another step. Like we've, I've mentioned so many times, we do such a good job of managing his injury from day one to the return. And this is ultimately just a decision that he has to do for himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he can't – I don't want him – I didn't want him to do this – Obviously, because I want to see him play, but overall, the whole picture of it, good, good business decision on his part. Because the only thing that this reminds me of is when KD tried to push that comeback, and he right in the middle from, of the finals last year. Yeah, and he now he had to sit out a whole another year. Didn't want to see that from Vic. I'm glad that we get to see glimpses of him earlier this season, but for this season, you're right. I think it. Uh, it's just. Just go home, get fully healthy, get to that hundred and ten percent, and come back next year. Right. But he's here's the thing. Also with that hoop, he's he's still going to Orlando. Like he's still on that active right. roster, like protected roster. They're gonna pay him. So like, I mean, we we love Vic. We want him to stay. We'll pay you. He's gonna continue his rehab in Orlando, and he's gonna be a huge supporter for our Pacers team. Right. And we get to see him on the sidelines, and you know, but uh, the Pacers, you know, we did discuss a little contract. Um, negotiations of the start of this last season um, with Victor. Um, so this is his third season of the four. He's getting paid $85 million, which is kind of on the lower end for the type of player he is to an organization. Yeah. But um, 
he does become that unrestricted free agent after this 2021 campaign. So explain that, who We got to pay him big, right? Right. So we need to give him the money that he deserves. You know, being from the Pacers, we see it from Miles Turner. He took a pay cut for type of player he is for the Pacers. Sabonis just got paid. I thought he got paid pretty well. Um, Brogdon, obviously, we paid Brogdon very well. Yeah, it was $80 million on Brogdon. Yeah, um, he's an up-and-coming younger player, so he's not going to get that max contract. But the Pacers got to figure out a way to keep that core together, and right. none other who leads that core, Vic, does. Is it is it possible to keep all four of those guys after next season, or do you think that we'll have to trade a, a Sabonis or a Miles Turner to keep that backcourt right there with Vic and Brog? Right. I think that's the biggest question there. I think we've been hearing rumors all the time about Miles, Sabonis. We can't keep them both. I think eventually we will look and see what we can get for, and if we like something that clears up cap space, for you know a big signing of Victor Oladipo, we'll do it right away if that means we get to keep Vic. So right, man. What a week, man. That's been nuts. But yeah, next week is looking good, right? So we're inching closer and closer. Praying we're not getting any more positive tests. They're they're out there. Certain names, maybe big names, are out there. Who knows? But it's 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 gonna be a good good week. Hopefully next week. Yes, sir. Just closer and closer. That's all we can ask for, right? Yes, sir. But with that, this episode is a wrap. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. Shooting the shit, as I like to say. Big things to come as next week, players and team personnel will officially be down in the Orlando area. We will Mm -hmm. see. um, Could we possibly see more, you know, positive cases once teams enter that bubble? If so, how many more? Will players' performance increase or decrease with their, you know, significant others for for a month and will jr smith remember that games will be played in orlando rather (laughs) than at the staples centers or jr man hopefully he knows what what city he's in but uh (laughs) we'll we'll keep you updated daily on our social media remember at man-to-man podcast on instagram and man-to-man pod on twitter twitter follow like share our podcast with your friends and family if you haven't already but with that we will catch you next week namaste to you guys namaste ace and nation baby ah!